I hear this guy yelling, run for your life, run for your life, get out of the club. As soon as he says that, there's a guy in front of us and he has a gun and he's shooting. Luis Javier Ruiz was at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, early on the morning of June 12th, 2016. And I'm seeing like people dropping and and being shot and my heart's racing. And and, and it's crazy because while this is all going on, I'm thinking I'm about to die. I'm about to go to hell. Like, why did I even come? Can you hear it now from inside these stone walls? My heart cries out, I'm not where I belong. Luis Javier Ruiz survived one of the deadliest mass shootings in U.S. history, and he's about to share his story with us here on GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. At the time of the Pulse nightclub incident, Luis was living a homosexual lifestyle. Today, well, things have changed. You're going to hear why later in this episode, and you'll also hear a word from Billy Graham on what the Bible has to say about sex. The Bible teaches that sex is not a sin, but if it's misused, it can be a sin and it can be frightening. But you know, you don't have to be frightened by sin if you surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Why is that? We have more to share with you at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. My father was in the military, so I, uh, we come from a Puerto Rican family. And I was born in Nuremberg, Germany, where my dad was stationed at. From Germany, the family moved to California. And there, when Luis was about eight, an event occurred that shook up Luis's father. The family came very close to being in a really bad car accident. After that, Luis's dad became a Christian and eventually a pastor. So I grew up in the church, struggling with uh, homosexuality and not having the tools at the time. I grew up in a time where it was not even talked about. I learned um, basically how to keep secrets, how to lie to my family, my parents, the church. And um, yeah, and that reigned in my heart for a very, very long time. Towards the end of high school, Luis came out to his sister and then his mom. Me and my mother, uh, it was her birthday, and uh, we were listening to uh, the radio station about somebody preaching about homosexuality, but not, but just beating it up like they're going to hell, they're an abomination, it's sick, it's disgusting. I mean, it was bad. And we got into an argument about it, and it got really bad. And then I just ended it with, Mom, well, you know what? Your son is gay. How about that? Neither Luis's mom nor dad took the news very well, and it definitely put a strain on his relationship with them. It was really hard for my family because a lot of times my mom was like, what did I do wrong? What did we as parents, where did we go wrong? So a long time, it was just affecting their hearts, affecting who they were in Christ. They were questioning their ministry, everything, you know, at that time, because they were like, we don't understand. Soon after telling his parents, Luis joined the army and served for 15 years. At the time, though, people in the military could be dishonorably discharged for being openly gay. So Luis hid his sexual orientation from the army. I deployed to Iraq. Um, I traveled everywhere around the U.S. 
um, and just learning how to be a soldier. I did human resource in the military, so I enjoyed what I did. And I met a lot of cool people, met a lot of cool cultures and stuff. But in in that, I was keeping a secret from the military, you know. And basically, they saw this one guy in the in the army, and then at night, I would go out to the gay clubs and go hang out and party and and live my life the best way I knew how, you know, without God. I've been a rebel, been a runaway. I've been a beggar, I have been a slave. Now, Luis had accepted Christ as a kid, but it was really more based on religion than a relationship with Christ. Still, that awareness of God was in Luis's heart, and that led him to go to church occasionally while he was still in the army. When Luis was finished with active duty, he moved from Hawaii to Texas and then to Florida. And while he was in Florida, he was living in two different worlds. Luis found a Bible-believing church that he liked, and he was doing an internship there. On the other hand, he also found that Orlando had a very welcoming LGBTQ community. I was able to plug in and I made lots of friends really quick. Like, it was just crazy how that happened. So yeah, I had that community and I had the church community. In June of 2016, Luis decided to celebrate his birthday with some friends from the LGBTQ community. And on the night of June 11th, he went to a friend's house, having no idea how much his life was going to change. We were just there kind of just hanging out and someone yells, hey, it's time. Let's go to Pulse. Do you want to go to Pulse? So throughout the whole night, it was very peaceful, very fun. And as we were there, um, it was last call for alcohol. I was by the bar and I hear sort of like what's sounds like fireworks kind of, you know, and I'm in the military. So I know, you know, what's I said fireworks because I didn't want to say sounds like gunshots and freak people out. But it was gunshots. A man entered Pulse nightclub and began firing on the crowd with a semi-automatic weapon. I hear this guy yelling, run for your life, run for your life, get out of the club. Um, All I know is that as soon as he says that, there's a guy in front of us and he has a gun and he's shooting. And all you hear are just shots going off and... All I know is that my heart sank and I, I got stuck and it looks like my friend had saw me and he grabbed me and he pushed me out. And as he pushed me out, I started running immediately. I go into uh, protective mode and, and everyone's running and screaming. And all you hear is the pops going on and off, on and off, on and off. And as I'm going out, I'm turning and I'm seeing like people dropping and, and being shot. And, and you know, I, I just, my heart's racing. And, and, and it's crazy because while this is all going on, I'm thinking... I'm about to die. I'm about to go to hell. Like, why did I even come? Can you hear it now? From inside these stone walls My heart cries out I'm not where I belong Luis made it to a patio outside, but there was a fence around it that was too high to jump over. Then Luis and a friend noticed a gate in the fence and figured that was their best way out. So we're just kicking it. We're like, if we can kick this open, then a whole bunch of us can get out of there. So in meanwhile, me trying to kick it, it finally opens, but everyone sees that exit. So you can imagine like this mob trying to get out of that same little spot. And I fall on the floor because my foot gets stuck on the gate. I fall on the floor and people are trampling over me trying to get out. People are like stepping on my neck, my chest and everything. My leg got really hurt bad and I couldn't move. 
it was hard for me to move. The only thing I knew how to do was to pick up the phone and try to call my mom to ask for forgiveness, to tell her I'm sorry, because I knew the shooter was coming and it sounded closer and closer as, you know, we were trying to get out of there. Um, and it was hard to react. It was hard to react so fast because all my body's hurting. And thank God someone was able to help me to get out of there. Luis had narrowly escaped death, but 49 other people didn't. The shooter was killed in a gunfight with police. The day after the incident, Luis decided to go to the hospital. And while he hadn't been shot, he was still in serious pain from being trampled. In the hospital bed, I'm watching these my, my friends' names appear, you know, and the news going on. And it was just, it was crazy. It was real crazy. Uh, I was, I was sick, depressed, hurting for a long time. Imagine losing one friend, you know, the, the hurt and the pain that that causes, but imagine losing like 49. I mean, I didn't know the whole 49, I, you know, but there was a lot of them that I did know and that I was close to. And um, so it was a hard time for me, very, very, very hard time for me. Things got even worse a few days later. I get an email saying, hey, a lot of the people that died um, were HIV positive. And um, you might want to go get, you know, checked. Everyone should go get checked, at least all the survivors, because there was a lot of blood that night. And who knows? So um, I went to go get checked and found out that, you know, I was HIV positive that night. So I went even harder into (laughs) depression and sad because I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of all the things about HIV that is out today. You know, I was very ignorant to it. And right away when he told me, I thought I was going to die. I'm not going to see my family. I'm not going to see my nieces grow up. So many things, you know, I was disobedient to God. This is what happens. You know, so many things ran through my head. Luis was also dealing with anger. Anger at God, anger at the shooter, just anger in general. But that anger was the beginning of transformation. I guess I got so angry that God was like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you can't get any more angry. Like, it's either you submit and surrender yourself to me, or it's just going to get worse after this, you know? And not on his doing, but, you know, the, we have a real enemy. We have a real enemy that doesn't want what's going on now, that doesn't want us to get free from anything. So he kept me bound. But in that is when I was, at, like, I was in bed one day, and I was just crying, and I was just like, God, like you have to change me today. Like you have to transform my life today. Something has to happen in this bed right now, or else I'm going to give up forever. You know, I've been trying to go to church. I've been trying to come back to the Lord and, and, and do this and do that. I said, but you know, this real power that you talk about, this, this real transforming power that the pastors talk about, the Bible talks about, I need it today. In that moment, Luis decided to truly surrender everything to Jesus, including his sexuality. I even said, I'm gay, God, and this is how you're taking me. Take me as I am. I don't know if this is if this is if you're supposed to take this away from me. If you're not, I've tried this so many times. And in the midst of all that, automatically things started falling off on my life. I gave him my gayness. I gave him uh, my pornography addictions, everything. And it, it took a while. Like, I was like, this is, this is what I'm doing, you know? And, and that's when I, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit was dropping on my heart was like, how about you give me you right now? It's not a gay to straight thing. It's like, just give me your heart. And in the midst of that, I'm going to transform it. I'm going to make it different. I want to be different. I want to be Till all of me is gone And all that remains
Shades of fire so bright The whole world can see That there's something different So come and be different In me Many people have asked Luis if and how God changed his sexuality. But Luis says that's the wrong mindset to have about the transformation he's going through. That's why he calls his decision to follow Jesus a lost to saved thing, not a gay to straight thing. You know, God calls us to purity because homosexuality is a sin. You know, and with that punchline, I feel that it draws people in and then I can start talking to them. Well, hey, this is what the word says. This is what this is what the Lord thinks about this. And that's where the transformation begins, because we're so quick to make it a now you're straight now this and that. No, it's not even about that. It's that I'm in love with Jesus. How about that? You know what I'm saying? Like it's that I love Christ and I'm following his heart. And as part of following Christ's heart, Luis is now involved with two ministries that help bridge the gap between the church and the LGBTQ community. It's a unique position to be in. Luis is helping churches welcome and show love to people who are living in a homosexual lifestyle. He's also directly helping those who are in that lifestyle realize that they can be set free from their sin. We're equipping the churches. We're going from state to state. We're doing freedom marches to let people know that, you know, not not in a way of hate. We came out of that, you know, and all we're doing is showing hope. All we're showing the world is that we're no longer silent. We are free. We are free in Jesus. And yes, you can come out of homosexuality. Yes, you can be free from porn addiction, from anything. As Luis looks back to the Pulse nightclub shooting, He's thankful for God's grace and mercy and for the constant prayers of his family during those years when he was running away from God. Because I should have been number 50, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it was kept at 49. And I believe that I could have lost my life that night. I could have been in the pits of hell right now. Who knows, you know, but God had something else for me. And I am thankful because now I'm able to share my story of hope, share my story to the world and let them know that, hey, There is a God that changes and can't transform. He's still in the transforming business, you know, and we can't come out of homosexuality. We can't. Are you struggling with a sin? If you are, God can set you free, just like he did for Luis. There's nothing like the transforming power of surrendering your life, your heart, and your sin to Jesus Christ. And you can do it right now. Learn more on overcoming sin by coming to Christ at findpeacewithgod.net. That address again is findpeacewithgod.net. We're going to hear one more story from Luis in just a minute. Stay close. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Now, I'd like to say a few words about sex. Billy Graham. The Bible teaches that sex is not a sin. Don't get it wrong. Sex is not a sin. It is a gift, a gift from God. But if it's misused, 
It can be a sin and it can be frightening. There are several stories of Jesus dealing with this sin. The woman at the well that had had five husbands and the one she was living with was not her husband. He forgave her, he changed her life and she became an evangelist. You can be forgiven for the past. You can have special power to resist sin in the future. Now there may become times when you fall. There may become times when lust enters your heart. There may be times when evil thoughts come. Someone said you can't help the birds flying over your head, but you don't have to invite them to nest in your hair. And you can use the power that Christ promises tonight through the Holy Spirit. Mm, A life-changing reminder there from Billy Graham about how the Holy Spirit can radically change you. That change happened to our guest on this episode of GPS, Luis Javier Ruiz. He's known to his friends as Luis J. By surrendering his heart to Jesus, Luis has given up his homosexual lifestyle, even though same-sex attraction is something he'd experienced since he was a kid. I tell people I was born that way too. I was born a jerk. I was born a liar. But you know what? We must be born again. You know, the Bible says we must be born again. So there's sins that God's going to walk you through it, you know, Um, and it's just in his time, in his process. And if we could just remember that it's by God's time and not our time, then we can see transformation in this world, in this nation. Our thanks to Luis, or Luis J, for joining us and sharing about the transformation that has happened in his life over the past few years. And thank you for listening. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. You can find GPS on iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, wherever you like to find podcasts. And also, you can ask Alexa to open GPS, or if you have a Google Home smart speaker, to play GPS, God, People, Stories. This is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Good news.